Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. <laughs> Football is a game of passion. Oh, bollocks! Villa have scored. And that is why we love it. Fuck me, why is this stupid game back? I think that was a real low point for me in my life. It's time to turn the volume down. Goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count. Penalties don't count, and Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler. That doesn't count either. The worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history. He's a fraud. Sedan's a fraud. Everyone's favourite statistical fraud. Brendan Rodgers. All about the aesthetics that's what I like to see. That is just a bit of stat padding. Individual sport masquerading as a team game. Look at his Instagram, he's the ultimate beta male. BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's Under the Floodlights. On a week where one of the West Ham cleaning staff retired, a flogger confirmed he's leaving Watford, and a bloke from Denmark pulled a sickie on a cup final day. Elsewhere, Brantwood and Rondon joined Dan James on the beach, <laughs> Danny Ward still exists, and Michael Owen has launched a cryptocurrency and then claims it hasn't lost any value. <laughs> I'm Billy Hutchison, and with me as always is Chris Fringland. Chris, how are you? Yep, yeah, uh, we're all good. Uh, I was just telling you, well, we are just telling you before we started recording, spent the day in uh, A&E, but that's, that's all right. We, we, we are, we're out now, and we're, we're all, we sent her a paracetamol, so we're all, we're all good. You're, you're battling through it, Chris. I like that. Playing hurt unlike <laughs> some morons from Denmark. You know. I, I'd, I'd have your mentality in, in my squad, so I would. Uh, absolutely. It's all, all about heart's been checked, chest's been checked. We're all, we're all clear. So we're you're all good. good. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad that the heart didn't break after yesterday afternoon, Chris. To all. Listen. Um, last home game for the main man, MN16, I kept seeing everywhere. And I was like, doesn't really have the same ring to it as CR7. <laughs> the mighty noobs. I mean, f- first of all, Billy, uh, do, do, have you got a bit of respect for, for Mark when what he's achieved? Yes and no. <laughs> right, okay. I, I'm, all, I'm all over the place with it because I can't decide whether or not I do because a lot of his stats whenever they go through it, just seem to be sort of that Giggs, David James kind of mould of, oh, he's just played more than anyone. <laughs> it's not that, and especially post-game, I retweeted this last night whenever, uh, obviously, the dust had settled and everything. West Ham posted a tweet saying, leaving Mark Noble style, hashtag MN16, and it was him with a brush in the changing room. And I just thought that was a bit weird. You know, whenever club legends leave elsewhere, you know, you see like John Terry with a trophy, Scolesy with a trophy, Gerard with trophies. Your guy has a brush. <laughs> uh, yes, well, it was more the, the, the humble nature of, of Big Mark, you know, he now, always cleans the dressing room. I, I don't mind that, but they've already used their likes up for that the other well, week in the Europa League. Yeah. I, I just thought, try, like, give me a better photo. Well, we should say, for the record, 413 Premier League appearances. Uh, fifth of all time, I think, for West Ham. Uh, 47 goals, which is, I think, the most of any West Ham player in the Premier League. And 18,500 passes. So, <laughs> no, uh, I'm not having that so, one. <laughs> so, so there you go. Uh, penalty scored 28, which is pretty pretty impressive. Um, I, I don't know if that's... Is that the, is that the most... Because <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't know. I, I I like that you snuck in a passing stat there. Listen, no, it's available. No, you know. Yeah, but no one can turn around you and be like, "Oh, that's great," because no one has any idea. Like in my head, I imagine Cancelo's probably surpassed that this season. Uh, potentially, <laughs> um, I can confirm from the Premier League that he is 
joint third with uh, Harry Kane in uh, penalties of all time uh, behind Lampard and Gerrard. So, oh, well, the way Tottenham get penalties, he'll be long gone. Uh, Luka Milivojevic has snuck into that top ten. That's, a, that's quite an interesting... Uh, <laughs> well, they, they were handled a few for a couple of years there. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Mark Noble, um, I, I don't know if you saw, Bailey, the um, the wee promo thing with Jeff Shreves. Did you see this? No, of course not. <laughs> so they, they recreated when uh, he went with Mark in 2007 to a local East End of London uh, diner, cafe place, oh my and uh, which was 15 years ago. When he was taught, he was, you know, because he was the breakthrough star at that time, and uh, <laughs> he, and Jeff made him try jellied eel. I, I was just going to say, I imagine they've gone down the jellied eel route. So, uh, so I, I don't know much about jellied eel. Is that is that a thing in London? Is that a, yeah, especially in the West Ham area, it looks rotten. I, 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 it's not for me. Uh, no. it's not for me. Uh, but he was no, he spoke well, and uh, I, I think you know you, you got to respect the one club man. Yeah, do yeah. You gotta respect the one club aspect too. I thought it was interesting yesterday that the Sky cameras picked up the Prince of Monaco. So who's apparently uh, <laughs> a very good mate of Nope. I was was going to discuss this because uh, I looked in the big Prince Albert, um, who apparently became a fan after Dimitri Payet was at West Ham. Ah, of course. Even though, as far as I understand, Monaco and Marseille are quite big rivals, but that's that's all right. Um, obviously. Um, for some reason, he likes Dimitri. Uh, so, so, so yeah, he was at the game. Looked a bit lost, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> was looking through the program when the camera panned on him. But yeah, I don't know how Mark kind of where that happened. Yeah, where that linked ups occurred over the years. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, it was a uh, would have loved to have beaten the mighty city, but Jared Bowen did his best. But uh, yeah, we we uh, Kufal just unfortunately. Dipped it in the zone now. Chances to win the game for both sides. This uh, Bowen dominated the first half, and and also dominated Sinchenko. Who got, got to be a shoe in for England, surely. At this point, yeah, I think if the World Cup was a summer World Cup, as usual, he'd yeah. be in it. Yeah. Unfortunately for him, we've another six months to go here. Well, and a lot can happen in that time. But yeah, Sinchenko struggled. Sinchenko struggled so much in just keeping the line. Like we've spoken a lot of times about Liverpool's line and City's line whenever it's full strength, how brilliant they are getting up and, you know, catching lads offside. Sinchenko yeah. every time just keeping everyone, especially in the back four where Fernandinho was in it. <laughs> Sinchenko was the one letting it down. Yeah, Fernandinho was struggling a wee bit as well. Fernandinho at one point did his best to throw this away by passing the ball. Like it was almost as though... It was his own player, he thought it was, you know, just passing it back. Yeah. The others in no man's land. And luckily for him, it was Mikel Antonio on the end of it. So <laughs> if it was anyone else, it would have been in the back of the net. No, that, that is true. But, 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 I mean, who got the assist for the, for the second goal? Um, oh, fantastic. <laughs> was, was the mighty, the mighty Mikel. No, Mikel could have taken the heaviest of heavy touches around Ederson and scored. But no, he decided to try and chip him. Which um, I thought was interesting. <laughs> He did. No, obviously this was a big game for the title race, but I'm going to say it was a bigger game for the the race for sixth, which uh, is obviously important because sixth <laughs> is Europa League, seventh is Conference League, and you don't want to be in the Conference League. So, um, so it means that it goes to the last day. Us and United for who finishes okay. seventh. Um, we play Brighton. I don't know who 
Oh, that's going to serve you right. I don't know who United are playing. (laughs) United are playing uh, Palace, so um, they'll probably lose. So I think it's out of our hands, um, slightly, because, yeah, they're they're on 58, we're on 56. We've got a better goal difference. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens next week. No, that would serve you right. Brighton putting you on the Thursday night against Bodo Glimp. Oh, Bodo Glimp will beat us. I think we'll have to say, though, to be fair, I think objectively i even i can say we deserve it over united yeah but i, I just think it'd be hilarious for you to <laughs> you know miss out europe league football and go in the conference league especially after the champions league talk earlier in the year listen we, we were still there until like the past couple of games um <laughs> um wait, yeah we've only only four won four games less than Chelsea. So yeah, we we were we were right on it until until the end. Um best of until, the rest, they might say. Until the wheels fell off. I love on the BBC website where you're able to like vote for, you know, how well you think a player played and Oh yes. No no sentiment at all from the fans with Noble. You know, you would think they would all have just gone, you know, 10 at his last home game or whatever. No, he was the third best, according to the BBC website. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fair. Bowen, Bowen did score two. But the people who rice, I think, is harsh. Um, it was also uh, Andre Armelengo's last game at uh, at the London Stadium. So. That's per four. So he, he got a couple of minutes at the end, big no, Andre? No, you could have thrown him another year, like... Well, I think to be fair to Andre, he probably wants to maybe change his life after the, you know what's happened with the war, but he was also one of our, our highest earners. Mm-hmm. He, he was a great player for us, you know, kind of coming on and stuff. But yeah, guy was in the form of his life a couple of weeks ago. He was, um, but yeah. Um, so Where, where's next for him? Do you reckon? Okay, I probably, I probably go back to. Um, Dynamo, I think Dynamo Kiev is his club. Um, probably, I'd say he'd probably do that. Well. I'd be interested to see if they're still fulfilling fixtures. Well, I think I think the plan is that that like well they they will because they suspended their league and stuff and uh, but I think they're going to be in Europe and everything next season. I think Dynamo Kiev were in the Champions League this year. Ah, okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, see what happens with Big Andre. Mm-hmm. But as well, I think it's the first chance we've had to discuss Big Erling Holland uh, on the pod making his way to City. Yeah, it's that's a massive transfer and fair play to City for just. Keeping it under wraps enough, but also not paying over the odds. You know that apparently, like his release clause was around seventy million. And City yeah, somehow who, still got away with paying fifty. Yeah, who who signed that release clause at Dortmund? Because like I'm pretty sure this was long after the Neymar transfer. That was, I think, just one of those classic Raiola deals where he turned around and was like Dortmund. Just so you know, he's not ending his career here. He's have two years if you're lucky with him. Enjoy uh, it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I did see an interesting article on the Athletic where someone was posing uh, the alternative view that Haaland is not a good fit for Man City. <laughs> I did read the same thing. Uh, the, the Bundes- they literally said Bundesliga tax. Yep, <laughs> I City's transfers are just great to me because already like Guardiola is like chirp for a while, be like, oh, we never spend money, and it's like in January they bought a striker from Argentina. So they spent there. They've already bought Haaland. They're going to sign another left back. They have to get another sort of holding midfielder whenever Fernandinho goes here. Yeah. And yet Pepe Garden that, you know, oh, I've not spent. Mm. You know, like we're, we're talking another 200 mil summer here. Yes. Um, it's the thing of fantastic for them, but 
they have to win the Champions League now. Uh, they do. So, so Erling Haaland, uh, Rebel Salzburg, 29 goals and 27 appearances, including 8 and 6 in the Champions League. And then 86 and 89 at Dortmund in all competitions. Aki can do that in those leagues, though, I think. 86 and 89. And in his total career since 2015, which I think he was literally like 14 at the time, um, 155 goals and 200 appearances. I'm going to take four of those away because I remember him scoring four against Northern Ireland. So I'm not counting those. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, that, it wasn't even fair, that one. So we're not counting those. 151 goals in 199 games. Yes, September 2020. Just saying it now. Yeah, killed them. Nations League. Nations yeah. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not counting that one. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully for him and hopefully for City, they chuck him on penalties because Man City <laughs> may be the worst team in the league for pens. Uh, Fabianski's just sorted everybody out. Uh, he even reduced Jorginho to not doing the jumping anymore. Uh, in the FA Cup final. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But well, well to be fair, City they should have had two penalties: the one that was given, and then the one where Big Kurt just booted Jesus. Ah, well, you know, these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Love that out, like, I mean, it, it is the quality of refereeing in the Premier League where you just watch a man kick another man in the box, like, mm, well, not even look at that, you know, fine, play on, yeah, and then to get to the point where in the second half another tackle's made and we have to wait three minutes until the referee's told, oh, I think you should go look at the screen here for what was a stonewaller. Yeah, yeah, it was a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. I, yeah. don't, I don't get it at all from the Premier League rest. But we are, we're at a stage where I think Guardiola did joke about it once about Ederson taking them. I, I mean, get them on them. Well, I mean, goalkeeper sure wouldn't be that bad at it because they take them all the time. Yeah. yeah just fire them up there so it happens. Just once. Hmm. I think even last season, I remember Rodri getting one, and I think he put his way just about. Marius shouldn't be on them. Uh, well, probably not after that. Well, that and there was remember the famous one of Anfield that he skied in the nil nil. Yeah, the um, guy just doesn't have the bottle for it. Did, did you think Grealish did well? I mean, he did fine. He finally got a stat. <laughs> so he did, yeah, it but a good goal. Yeah. it's kind of what you expect for a one hundred million pound footballer. It's well, nice to see him turn up in. What the fifteenth of May? Good on <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll go on to the heartbreak that I had on Saturday. I say heartbreak. I'm kind of just over football, so it didn't well, really affect me. Um, the FA Cup. Yeah, the F- the FA Cup. Uh, Chelsea won and lost an FA Cup final this weekend. Well done, <laughs> the the women's team. Because I did the classic thing where you know the men's team have lost a few. Start watching the other yeah. sides. Emma Hayes delivering the goods again. Yep. Uh, there was also, I don't know if you've seen it, Chris, during the week, the FA Youth Cup final. Uh, no, I didn't. Who was if in it, that? If it was Man United playing at Old Trafford in a one-legged affair, which I think is a bit dodgy, against Forrest. Now, if Forrest? you want to watch, Yeah, if you oh. want to watch match-fixing, <laughs> watch, watch the highlights of this game for a penalty <laughs> that was so clearly outside the box. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, we'll go on to the men's FA Cup final between Chelsea and Liverpool on Saturday. Yeah, four, four games between these teams all year, all draws. Two, yeah, just two teams that cancel each other out. Uh, yeah, I think my highlight was uh, was Ross Barkley um, coming the hundred twentieth minute to pop away a penalty. Real random on Ross coming on. Uh, I think even Ross's agent has forgotten he's at the football club. <laughs> I'd forgotten, to be fair. Yeah, he came on for Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who came on in extra time. Pardon? 
Yeah, Loftus Cheek came on. I think the hundred and sixth minute as what, a striker. What? 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 Uh, what? Why, was, why, was he, why was he taking off? Because the data around his penalty suggests that Ross is better. <laughs> which surely not. Which worked out because Ross put his away, and I found this. Well, is, it did, but it's a it's a toxic culture at the club because the same thing happened in the women's final the next day, oh, really? where someone was subbed on an extra time and then taken off in case it went to penalties. Right, brutal. Uh, I, I thought I thought Marcus Alonso played really well in this game. I th- yeah, I think against Liverpool is interesting. Both teams, because of obviously the way they both set up, Chelsea's wing backs look class. Mm. Because you, I mean they are you, good to be fair. But if you play the right ball, you can sort of get ahead of where their wingers are. So there's a lot of room for. It. But then the other way go- comes, and Liverpool's wingers and fullbacks look class themselves because they're one on one with. A, Wing back, it's such an interesting tactical battle, and I think ultimately the gamble this season of ninety-seven million for Lukaku for several reasons, but like you know, it just it just hasn't worked. I thought Rome had an okay game. Yeah, overall, just yeah, it's just a shame. I think yeah, there needs to be if he's going to stay next season, there has to be actual buy-in from all parties. I I don't think it's a one-way street. Yeah, it, no, it is, yeah. Everyone sort of, everyone just needs to sit down and go, okay, let's play the way we need to in order to get Rom to actually put the ball in the back of the net a couple of times. Yeah. But all-time superstition day, Chris, uh, for me. What, what, what do you mean? Uh, so on Saturday, Chelsea were technically the home team, but wore their yellow away kit, which I was all about <laughs> because we've lost two finals at Wembley wearing that blue kit. Yeah. So I agree with that. The game was also on BBC and ITV at the same time. Nightmare, nightmare for my brain. I was all over the show. So I, was, I ended up wearing my third kit top and went for ITV. I feel, I feel like ITV would have better commentators. Is no, that, it was that, that guy Matterface. Oh, wait, who, I, well, yeah, you're who, not a fan. Yeah, who after Chelsea had made uh, their second sub was still insistent that Chelsea hadn't made a sub at all. Right, and they also had Lee Dixon on. Oh, I was going to say, was it Lee Dixon? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> know who was on the BBC. I refused, I refused uh, to watch it, was, it. It was Janus and somebody else from that. Oh well, then I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I also have a few other things to talk about. The FA Cup, uh, the FA Cup final being before the end of the season is an absolute joke. Uh, yeah, it should be after. Hundred percent. But is it, is it not? Is it something to do with because Liverpool are in the Champions League final or something? No, uh, this is just the the set day. Right. So it is. I. I need to go back. I need to do my own research here because I'm considering null and voiding FA Cups one before the end of the year. I don't think <laughs> it should count. I think FA, they should be at that point in the year as well because you can sort of give everyone an extra week to get everyone fit. Right. Like in my mind, on Saturday, yes, like I, I can't complain overall. The result in the game went how I thought it was going to go in terms of it probably would have ended up in penalties. But if you look at Mateo Kovacic's ankle, oh, Thanks the size of a tennis ball. Was that was that because of um, your man? That's because of the Leeds yeah, tackle. We lad at Leeds looking a week off. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Manolan voting may have something to do as well with Chelsea losing six of their last seven FA Cup finals or something, and also right. the fact that Mason Mount at at Wembley finals is cursed. Right. Um, I did. I did read as well. Like just before we started recording, slightly breaking news is that the UK government is apparently 
alarmed quotation marks about the sale of Chelsea not happening. Now nah, that story that's the sixth time I've read that story in six weeks. That's every week some clown comes what's it, what's out what, 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 but like why what's the problem? Like what, uh, why would it fall apart? They claimed last week that Roman was going back on his word and then he put out a statement saying he wasn't and now they're saying again that he's going back on his word. What, so, where, where is he? In Israel? I have no idea where he is. It must yeah. be an interesting life. <laughs> so, you know, he's just a nomad. Yeah. Probably scrounging off mates. But yeah, <laughs> game with the penalties. As Pele Queda normally yeah. tucks his away, he he was another one came on and extra time normally tucks his away. Are you are you are you in the are you in the camp that defenders it it, it should be the like best people you can shoot as opposed to the mentally the best people or are you like doesn't really matter. Trust the data. Trust, right. Okay. Whoever's putting them away in other because like Leonardo Bonucci, for example, like for me, he is like the epitome of the mental game. Yeah, I'm like you would have him f- first, even though he's a centre back. Yeah, no, well, I think I've watched enough shootouts where Aspili could have taken one to be confident in him. Yeah, and he took it exactly the same way. He always didn't bottle his like Jorginho. Yeah, went for the exact same technique. Just Allison got the better of him in terms of it, he thought he overthought it in terms of where he had to put the ball and puts it wide, and then. Actually, big, big respect to Allison. The Mount one that he saves, didn't get too ahead of himself, saved it, and then realised the ball was actually spinning back oh, towards well, the goal. Do, very, do, do they very count? smart front. Do yeah. they, they do count? If yeah, would have. Yep. Because right. of the way it rolls and everything, uh, 100% would have counted. And then, of all people, to score her the winner in a final, Simicas sucks his away. So, what do you think of that? Did you, did you enjoy that he was the he was the guy who did it? I mean, he said in the interview after, "Oh, um, yeah, I picked number seven, you know, okay. in, in the order." And the guy went, "Well, what? Why?" And he was like, "Uh, I thought that's where I would be good." And I was oh, like, I, "I was, I was looking a better answer than that." Yeah, what, what a mentality! <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd be good over there. Um, no, to be fair, he's been he's been quite important for Liverpool this season when Andy Robertson has been, um, you know, kind of fatigued so fair play to him yeah i was interested by some of the commentary whenever he came on where the commentator i think it was dixon decided to say a, like a bunch of times he was like simicas is a great crosser of the ball well i i think that was why they signed him because he was a pure data signing i mean like who, who thought that would be the guy to, to back up robertson but i'll be honest, i don't think he is i think well he just puts I, I, in I th- enough well i think that's what he's Best at. I don't know how good he is at other things, but he, he, he does fire the men regularly. But I wouldn't say he's a great crosser <laughs> the way these boys were describing. He's all right, yeah. Um, just one other interesting thing from the final is I've I've brought up for a few weeks about Thiago's tackling not being like it has been whenever is what his tackling. Remember his how tackling. bad it was initially? Right, yeah. A lack of review for one of his tackles I found on Saturday. It, there was a two-footed tackle from him, and there wasn't was enough it? made of it at the time. But yeah, I didn't see that. I, I'll always argue for that, because I think in every final we've lost, whenever I say we've lost now seven of the last eight or whatever, there's always one decision I can go back to, so that'll be my one. Um, I also saw today as well that Andreas Christensen said on Saturday morning that he was not ready oh, to play. Forgot, uh, is, forgot to mention that. Which, what a clown. Which is why right. Tre- Trevor Shalba started, apparently. Get, 
get him away from me. Well, why, 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 what, what, why did, why was he not ready? Like what? what exactly. Was... Like why, why are you turning around morning off being like, you know what? I don't fancy it today. Nah, get on your flight to Barca, lad. Go over there and get tanks. You're going to play in a back four unprotected the way you have been for years. What a, honestly. <laughs> I love how you've gone, like in an instant, you've gone from, um, he's one of our own to, nah, nothing to do with him. But, there's there's a way to leave a football club, but, but you know, but, but is that why? Like I don't understand why, because like Rudiger was playing. Yeah, exactly. So what? You, you can look at the two of them in same predicament of they both know they're going, both going to Spanish clubs. One turns up and gives it his all. Now he's at times given too much in Tony Rudiger, <laughs> but they're not even bothered to show up. Is a disgrace? It goes strange. back to a few. It goes back to a few years ago with. The way Thibaut Courtois left, and then a season later, the way Eden Hazard left. Obviously, both went to the same club in the end, but went about it very different ways. Yeah. Andreas Christensen is dead to us as a fan base. <laughs> what an absolute joke. Uh, but we'll go to the other side of Merseyside, Chris, with Everton losing oh, oh to Brentford. Now, I seem to remember earlier on this season, I was upping um, Jared Branthwaite as the next big thing. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, he did an he did an Aaron Cresswell, so to speak. Yeah, this is another player who earlier in the year thought he was a big lad. You well, he, well, he, he he was. Yeah, remember he celebrated a draw at Chelsea as though it was like the World Cup final. <laughs> Good to see him brought back down the earth. Um, I I thought as well. To be fair, like some of Aaron's defending was really bad. And for some reason, this guy, Wissa, he scored against West Ham at home and away. He had an unbelievable game for, for Brentford. <laughs> yeah, Everton at the back, obviously, yeah, going down 10 men doesn't help. Horrendous. And I've said it for a number of weeks, and I was I celebrated this as though Chelsea had scored it whenever Seamus Coleman had an own goal. <laughs> I was delighted, Chris. I, I, I think, actually, like if you, if you look at the table... Because I, I I said before, you'd rather have the points than the games in hand. And I think the Everton and Burnley having to play one more game, the Leeds actually does put more pressure on them. I know it's out of Leeds' hands slightly, but... Yeah, and the Everton fixtures are quite interesting because they're, they're home to Palace and then away to Arsenal. You have to beat Palace in that game. Yeah. But now they're down to a point where they've lost Brantwaite now. And they've also lost what one of the funniest Rondon's ever of Big Solomon Rondon. I'm not really sure what was going on there, to be honest. Came on the 84th minute, sent off in the 88th, and clapped the crowd as he went off. Yeah, and then like fist pumped Lampard. I was like, what's happening here? What a character. He's another one. Savior Frank, you tell him, don't even bother turning up for the next three weeks. We're on holiday, big lad. We don't need you anywhere near us. Yeah, like yeah, like you can forgive him, but but I, I didn't expect it to be like straight after, you know. <laughs> like, um, I did enjoy as well that Thomas Frank's hair has grown back. Uh, he has again now got the best hair in football, um, so that's that's good. That was good to see. Um, and and yeah, Brentford are up to eleventh, I think. Yeah, they're at a point in the year where they can just stop part a bit, you know, in terms of. You know, the classic whenever people are oh, they've had their best ever points tally. This is just that point in the year where Brentford can look at their fixtures going, uh, they're on the beach. What, what? If we can get a couple of wins. Yeah. And, and especially because they have Ericsson in the team and no one gets near him. 
Well, well yes, Ericsson and Kudasevsky, I probably would imagine, have got the most goal contributions or whatever since they joined. Oh, Ericsson's are a gift, Chris. Like, the amount of tweets I saw yesterday, people saying about how great his passing is. No wonder his passing so great because no one's within 10 yards of him. <laughs> Every, everyone does a Brandon Williams with him. They're scared to get... It, <laughs> he could play for Real Madrid next year. Um, no, it, it's, yeah, I, 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 yeah, no, it is. It is interesting. It'll be interesting to see if he stays at, at Brentford. It, it is funny as well to me that it took Brighton four years to get to that, you know, tenth where they are now, and sticking Brentford one year to get the eleventh. Brighton never had an Ericsson. No, well, <laughs> well, indeed. I'm also loving the current sort of culture around Everton, Chris. Did, did they block like the bus or something? They blocked their own team bus. Oh, it was their own team the bus. Game. Did they yeah. think it was Brentford's? I don't know what they thought, but the lining of the streets, <laughs> the the sails of smoke canisters on Merseyside at the minute <laughs> through the route. What a business to get into! Uh, there was like three like older men who were like picking them up and putting them into a wee basket. Yeah, every so often. Oh, oh and they took their time as well. Mm. You know, and you could just see the burn marks on the pitch and everything, and you're like, you're in a relegation battle. I have to say, I'm. Am I really that against flares? I don't like. Are you? Are you? Are you anti flare? I'm kind of for them in the right situation. I don't mind them on European nights. Le- they they are guess, really for Europe, not a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. Four, four o'clock on a Sunday, no. <laughs> Knock out in the head. <laughs> Away to Galatasaray? Yes. No bother. <laughs> and also, very similar to that. Second time in recent weeks where Everton fans have been setting off fireworks outside the away team's hotel. Oh, did <laughs> Again. How did they find that? out what hotel they was in? They, they must have a pl- you, there must be an Evertonian working at them or something, Chris. I imagine it's probably what it is, actually. Yeah. But, you know, that again, that's real away day European kind of material. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, all in all, not a good result for Frank. H- horrendous result for Everton. Um, yeah, um, Calvert-Lewin claimed that he scored that goal. I'm very suspicious if he did or not. Um, a real interesting one to try and work out who did. I don't think Calvert-Lewin got it, and that is coming from someone who has Anthony Gordon on the fantasy team and was robbed of an assist. Uh, yeah, there, there, yeah. There was a, for those who aren't aware, uh, me and Bailey were actually head-to-heads this week, in the um, which is still ongoing because there's matches until Thursday, in the semi-finals of our fantasy football mm-hmm. league, and it's... Uh, I, I didn't notice that Billy had backed Everton. I, I just backed teams that have double game week, which yeah, panic due because I, well, <laughs> I noticed on well, Saturday morning Chris made four transfers I, to listen, try and build up the numbers. You, you made this out to be as if it was a big deal. I make changes every week, and just just to make clear to everyone, the regular season I finished first, so you know. Let, 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 let's nip that in the bud. No, it's, it's like the NBA and the NFL. There's no prizes for the regular season. But, it's all about but, the postseason. But, but I, I, I can't cater for Michael Elise doing Unreal for the past three weeks and then just dropped. You know, <laughs> I, I, I can't account for that. And then I actually brought in Pickford for the same reason that you did. And then Jose Sa was dropped anyway. So like, I, I would have dropped points for that too. Chris, I've had two left-backs go out with ACLs this year. Kudasevsky dropped for no reason. Look, <laughs> look, I, I was, I, I'm, I'm gonna lose. You know, we're, we're all, we're all battling against it, so we are. Yeah. 
Who do you, I'm trying to work. Who did Burnley have this midweek? They go, they're with a Villa. Villa aren't turning up to that one. Villa, Villa are in a weird spot, yeah. Villa won't turn up to that Thursday game against Burnley because they have their World Cup final against Man City on Sunday <laughs> where Gerard and Phil start to look for a new job. Uh, I saw as well Coutinho has transfers been made permanent. Oh, has it? Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 million. Oh, that's such a loss for Barca like. Well, it's considerably financial. From, from 120 million, yeah. That is, that's a shocker of a transfer. Like, yeah. Must also mention, not that any, anything to do with any games, but Southampton are the ones that are going to go up against City here midweek. I can't wait for uh, Liverpool, I think. Or never against Liverpool, sorry, yeah. I can't wait for that to be Hassan Hoodle's big moment. You know, I'm expecting tears. Uh, well, because it could either be that or the fact that since goal difference could actually win the title, uh, that Liverpool go for a, you know, a biggin. Well, they're going for a biggin without Mo and without Verge and Fabinho probably. Without Verge? Yep, he went off injured in the cup final. Oh, right. I didn't really so he did, which is interesting, but Liverpool seem to be the one game Southampton turn up for every year. Yeah. You know, it's almost like an audition for Hassan Hoodle. Like, he'll write that at the top of his CV. Um, I'm just saying here as well that um, Jurgen Klopp r- was talking about Liverpool booing the national anthem. What? Who's asking him about booing the national anthem at a press conference? Oh, people love it. Like, so what, they... like, what, like, I'm, you must have been annoyed about Tuchel this year. They might have non football he's responded to. Uh, you, you've got people who need to ask questions, Chris. Let them go for it, you know. Yeah. Jurgen, Jurgen's not the one to answer there, you know. There's well, other people. He said he didn't enjoy it. Mm, there we go. But yeah, we'll go on to another relegated side or near relegated side. Uh, Burnley against Spurs. I've not much That's to take from this, this yeah. game, Chris. Oh, I do. I, I have. I have two things. Uh, first of all, uh, I have to say, see that those Burnley um, like trait like coaching kits yep. ma- makes Mike Jackson look phenomenal. Yeah, he real good fit. Great torso. Yep. It must be a custom fit. Um, but also, that was the first time that Burnley have not played 4-4-2 in possibly years. What did they do? I, um, I didn't actually notice this. So because Tarkowski got injured last week, they played 5-3-2. And uh, I, I actually thought Nathan Collins was really good in this game. Um, but, uh, but yes, it came down to Ashley Barnes. Of course. Uh, but, I mean... I don't know, like, like I suppose, like it was a handball. I, I didn't really know why oh, it was such a controversial thing. Like, yeah, no controversy for me at all. It's <laughs> Ashley, Ashley Barnes. It's a penalty. Just give it. You don't even have to look again. You just know with that guy, he deserves one against him. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, tough, uh, tough result result for for Burnley. But yeah, they they played very defensively. Actually, respect. I said this in Conte's first time whenever he was at Chelsea. How. Every team, bar two, that year tried to match him up by playing five at the back, and those two were Liverpool and Burnley. I like that Burnley and Mike Jackson have, you know, he's put his hands up and gone, I'll get five at the back ago. Yeah. I mean, Matt, I mean, Matt Luton is an interesting... Well, they literally don't have anybody else. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they just need to put out whatever men are at the club like. I'm just saying uh, their their bench features... Uh, their bench is hilarious. Is that... Um, Roberto Mancini's son. I I'd be stunned if it was. And Anthony Mancini. I I'd be amazed. Uh, well, on the Burnley website, it just says he joined them in 2020, and there's nothing else. But um, there's a Mancini at, at uh, 
that would be hilarious if you know Roberto just left him <laughs> like whenever he got the sack from City he's like you you're gonna stay here and play ball and ends up at Burnley. Burnley yeah uh, we'll go elsewhere in the relegation battle Leeds big point for them uh, respect to the Leeds players this week for actually all remaining on the pitch <laughs> Um, I know. I also think it was quite funny when, like, because you know, it's it's the fact that Potter had to respond afterwards, being like, because um, you know, Potter's all about the mentality and all about the you know performances yep. were good. Obviously, they should have won this. Like, come on. Yeah, you shouldn't be going away to Leeds and the form Leeds are in, yeah. going one 0 up pretty early and yeah. managing the bottle. Like, come on. It's yeah, but, especially whenever Welbs is scoring as well. That guy, that guy Wells, has been, he's been in form. Uh, he's been he's been doing well. But I do think it was interesting during this game, and I'm not close enough to Leeds to kind of understand. There was chance of sack the board during this game, <laughs> now, like and Bielsa and stuff. And I, I was kind of like, well, the the board were brought up by Bielsa. The board Leeds didn't get promoted because of the board. They got brought, brought up because of Bielsa. So I, like I sort of understand, but like, what do you want them to do? Like. I what I would like that board to do is relax because from everything I've ever seen, <laughs> they do love to get guy, a bit animated. Yeah, he he is mental. He's a loose cannon of like a sporting director or whatever position he has. Yeah, there, there's like a Scottish guy and then there's an Italian guy, and it's the Italian guy who's like, yeah, he he goes nuts. Yeah, yeah, he's like trying to score up the people after games. No, that's, yeah, that's probably just what Leeds fans are like, and just someone who you know is just a bit more mellow. I wasn't sure as well about Jesse Marsh afterwards when he was like, oh, you know, I was out for at a restaurant this week and we had about 20 guys come up and say, you know, we're with you on Saturday. Well, <laughs> well, of course they are, yeah. Like, what, what, yeah what, what do you want them to do? <laughs> I think part of it as well, though, I was reading in there a bit more about sort of Everton, Burnley and Leeds, sort of what can happen to them yeah. if, you know, they go down. And there's part of it is Leeds are currently, you know, there's people trying to take over the club. And apparently some of that is reliant on their Premier League status. Oh, of course it is, yeah. You know, the classic. And then also Everton, if you go there, they have their stadium that they need A, to fill, but also B, to pay for. And then Burnley, apparently their ownership was a nightmare and they've like a 60 million loan to pay back. Yeah, I actually think that Burnley have kind of took their fans to the cleaners a little bit with this, saying that they're actually in serious financial trouble. Yeah. Like, Sorry. It's, they're in a nightmare scenario here. But Burnley's whole PR is that they are the essence of stability. Yep. Like, uh, not good from them, I don't think. Yeah, that I, the whole thing about this, about who's going down here, is so interesting because of just the ramifications that come. Uh, like, yeah. Each of these could go under. No, the, the, the kids. Um, no kids. And uh, yeah, I heard as well during this game that's big. Mark Kukurea got Brighton Player of the Year this season. When, what do you think of that, Billy? I saw something about his sort of acceptance speech. Oh, right. It went a bit, it went a bit viral because he refused to speak in English. <laughs> so, the, but I think he he he's someone looking to move. So I think he's oh, okay. like a, right. I think he wants to go to United or something. Oh, surely not. I mean, anyone, everyone, anyone's getting like that United gig at the moment. Hello. So they are. I love that. The least surprising news ever to come out of United is that they are interesting. Interested in the Ligt and the Young, yeah, as if I, no one saw that coming. Yeah, I was like, oh, 
hope so. Yeah. Like, like I hope someone at Chelsea starting to put in Hakim Ziyech rumors. <laughs> you know, just going bring back he, the, the boys. Exactly. It's, that is just going to be a job for the boys club again. He's just going to get that squad from a few years back all back together. Do some Tadic up top. To be fair, I, I actually think Tadic should be a good sign. <laughs> no, I think he enjoys. I imagine he enjoys the Dutch league and well, well. you know, in comparison to. Like, imagine him playing as a false nine in the Prem week in, week out. Don't think he'd fancy it. Yeah, that's true, actually. Or he should do that in Holland. Bit easier. Yeah. Uh, a team that are already down in Norwich should have beaten Wolves this weekend, Chris. Uh, yeah, Wolves. Bruno Lage wasn't very happy. There's talk of, like, fans wanting him out. Well, I, I mean, I sort of hinted at this last week that, like, as a kind of a rogue, a rogue call, but, like, I mean, like we're kind of. I mean, they're not that far off Europe, but I don't really know how they progress. I think um, Huang from Salzburg or Leipzig, wherever he was from, has been a little bit disappointing. I, I think he had a quite a big reputation coming in mm. to kind of lead the line with him and his. I, I like, like we're not going to judge him and his. Um, no, it's, but, it's but, tough too this year. But they, but they do need to find a way to score goals. Yeah, they also need to find a way to stop conceding chances like Connor Cody Willie Bolly is that his brother playing like what's happened to him like Pookie could have had a hat trick within the first half hour yeah um, and they had a had a couple of new new Portuguese players starting to, to make their way on uh, Chiquinho and Totti I think one of them was called Chiquinho played against us and was immense was he yeah he was very good I was surprised by him I, again never heard of him but <laughs> very good against us yeah, I don't know where they find these guys. So, well, we do. Uncle, <laughs> well, Uncle Jorge knocks on the door. You know, it's um, like a it's like a BB camp. We're all just lying there in like bunk beds, and it goes right. Who's coming? It's like a BB camp. Yeah, Uncle Jorge's football camp. Who wants to move the wolves next? <laughs> what do you think? Do they all live in the same like housing estate? Like a hundred percent do. Um, uh, th- I thought as well uh, I'll give Angus Gunn some props a phenomenal save Random. in this game uh, one of the best saves I've seen this season and uh, it was nice that John Ruddy got a game for Wolves who used to be the, the Norwich keeper back in the day he's probably the only one still turning up the train and wanting to like try and prove himself I, th- I think he's sort of like he's not quite Scott Carson but he's kind of been really important kind of behind the scenes I think for Wolves you know in mm. the time in the Premier League actually that's a great segue to talk about Leicester because Danny Ward appeared from nowhere to play a game. He he's he, I find him quite interesting because I was speaking to a friend who is a goalkeeper coach and he is actually much higher thought of than what his game time would suggest. Like it in, was in the UK, it was something like his first game in like three or four years. So that that was apparently Schmeichel's first game not starting in a hundred and thirty nine. I think it was straight. Now a Premier League season is thirty eight matches, so that is a serious shift. But also kind of deserved. Like he hasn't been. Um, I think you know he's, he's maybe on his way out of being at the top level. Schmeichel and uh, Danny Ward is the Wales keeper. I think. Yeah, and Danny Ward did have he had a quick stint at Liverpool a few years back as well as a data signing as well. Yeah, what it did like about Danny is that whenever they conceded their one goal to Watford here, is that he didn't lose his head the way right. Schmeichel does. You know, right. it's just a bit, it's just a bit more like, yeah, I've conceded. Whereas Schmeichel be straight up to the ref, being like, "This happened." 
over here, this happened here, and it's like, wise up, Danny Ward, just like, relax, we're going to batter this lot. And they went on to batter that lot. It wasn't It wasn't good. Um, I felt particularly bad for, um, there was a guy who came on called Peter Atebu, who has been on loan from Stoke this season, okay. but has not really played. <laughs> and the last goal, I don't know you saw or not, like, he got past the ball, it might have literally been his first touch, got past the ball, got pressed by Jamie Vardy and tackled and then they scored the fifth and he was just he just sort of looked at it and was like great cheers for yeah, the season Watford yeah what a welcome that a Premier League of just Jamie Vardy like high on Red Bull and coffee sprinting at you and and um, his name in the press obviously with oh, all the th- oh. With all completely, that's going on. Completely forgot about that. Well, yeah, it wasn't really like, mentioned that, like, you know, that that would maybe be in the back of his mind. Yeah, because remember whenever this all first kicked off and he started scoring again? I completely <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. Varney will be in the form of his life right now. See for the next two games he plays in. Oh, he'll be unreal. Um, I have to say, uh, two things on Watford. Uh, I do feel a bit bad for Roy because, like, he's obviously had a great career, but that is... That is a dismal end. No, I have no sympathy for Roy. But but they brought on the new manager um, before kickoff. So you can sort of see what they're going for, Bailey. This is obviously quite a big shift for Watford. They're going the kind of Scott Parker, Wayne Rooney, et cetera, et cetera, route okay. of, of the young, up-and-coming, you know, ma- like, you know... The modern manager. So he's called Rob Edwards. Okay. Played for Wolves in the Premier League, but people don't really know who he is. And he got Forrest Green promoted. Oh, so he's a bit of a hipster. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be he'll be there till what October. Well, well, this is the thing. Like, is this Watford going in a different direction now? Because because uh, we also have the as announced today, Ben Foster's leaving. Ben Foster's out, Chris. Yeah, um, that's a big one. I yeah, I I really wasn't a fan of of him coming out last week and saying you know we've got you know all these boys have lost their heads, lost their focus during the season with as he went out with his GoPro. Yeah, and I think if you watch the game at the weekend, there's one of the goals he conceded where he decided to like dive in for it at the edge of the box. Because that, that's the thing, made a mug off. Like, you, like if you're going to be like say that kind of thing, you can't be doing things like that. Yeah, if you're going to be the one going out there and you know getting Spotify deals for your podcast, <laughs> dealing with like YouTubers and creating content that way, and then turning around, the guy's been like, "Oh, not everyone's fully focused." Yeah, you know, keep your keep your own house in order. Oh well, yeah. So interested to see where. Like, what does he think he's going to do next year? Well, he's 39, so I don't know whether he wants to hang up the boots or not. But yeah. Because I think this year was an issue for him in terms of the Prem didn't allow him to vlog Good. as much. Good. Which, yeah, fantastic. I'm all about it. Although, there was times I did want the, the GoPro in the back of the net just to watch him get scored on <laughs> quite a bit. You know, I would have loved it in the back of the net on Saturday. So, I think he has to start looking at the championship. Yeah, if he wants to do that, or else, yeah, I think on to be fair to him, he has set himself up for the post football career, which many don't. Uh, but, I suppose, yeah. Um, but just want to while you're playing football, it's a bit icky. And uh, I should say as well, Billy, that Leicester have set themselves up to finish uh, eighth, <laughs> uh, potentially, which would be quite a quite a, 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 a is a season of success again then. No, right. not one bit. Right. I actually thought, going in this game, I thought this is a fixture that shouldn't be played. Well, like, they conceded from a corner again. Um, yeah, like, what's the point? Yeah. But I just thought, both both clubs' season's pretty much over. Why even 
might even bother staging the game. You know, just just go Leicester higher, do the FIFA forfeit three nil. Like they've even conceded, they've conceded more goals. Uh, they've conceded fourteen more goals than Crystal Palace in the Premier League. Brutal. Um, which isn't great. No, that is. Oh no. Uh, just before going in the mud, Chris, I'm going to send everyone to watch a certain video. I don't know if anyone caught the Gerard Piquet interview on the overlap this week. Uh, that was that was quite an interesting one. That, uh, did you did you what did you think of it? I, I thought it was very good. I I liked that he spoke out about Barca at times, like around the Super League and everything, and then obviously went he, through his <laughs> memories of slapping Villarreal seven or sorry Valencia seven nil. I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed that he just randomly started talking about how he was getting getting at La Liga um, with his company or whatever, his broadcasting company, and how he's, oh, I, he's reshaping the, the Davis Cup in tennis. Oh, I didn't realize that. No, I, I didn't listen to that part. I listened mainly just for the, like the United stories. And yeah, stuff. and four four years the, he was at United, which I didn't actually realize. Yeah, after Barca, just he, he claimed that they weren't going in the youth direction at that time and all. It's very very interesting watch, but he talks about his last game in Bolton for United at Bolton, where he had Gary Fowler. But I I bring it up because I think everyone we talk about bad refereeing week in week out. Go and watch this video of Man United away to Bolton. They lose one nil, and the tackle from Kevin Davies on Patrice Evra that Mark Clattenburg on the day decided was just a yellow card and then for later in the same game for Kevin Davis to elbow Patrice in the head and just smile with Kevin Davis and go, yeah, no issue. I, I have seen the footage and that is literally what happened, yeah. And then Clattenburg does his classic, Fergie chirped him. Oh, and, oh yeah. And yeah, Fergie did just chirp everything <laughs> those days. But he was well within his right and Clattenburg goes, no, you go to the stand. And Fergie had to phone in to the bench. <laughs> I, iPhone wasn't out by then. Yeah, well, it was like some dodgy knock wasn't it? Wasn't <laughs> I, thought, I just thought it was great. Disposable phone. <laughs> um, what a Ke- time. Kevin Davis, who famously made his England debut at 33. Oh, really? Yeah. What age is Mark Noble? Uh, 34, I think. And he's about to make his England debut for soccer. Yet? Oh, that, that, that's brutal. <laughs> you know, no, no England caps, but one for salt rate on the charity game. Brutal. He's, he's going to be mad. He's going to absolutely smack them. <laughs> I like that you say that as though you know who he's playing against. Uh, well, the, well, I assume some rest of the world boys like I don't know, Edgar, Edgar Davids and all that crowd arrows he's there. <laughs> yeah, it's the typical Michael Essen will be there or something. It's, Aye, the, yeah. it's the usual bunch and then a bunch of like YouTubers. <laughs> yeah. These days. Uh, and also this guy we're about to talk about in the mud might turn up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this week's in the mod is Michael Owen. Absolute shooting. I mean, it, like it was like as soon as I saw this, it was like, how could anyone else be in the mod? Well, I thought I seen the headline and thought I'm actually going to leave the article until we're on the podcast to try and dissect what Michael Owen's come off with. <laughs> so the headline here is Michael Owen is blasted for encouraging people to invest hard-earned cash in risky assets after claiming his latest NFT range can't lose their value. <laughs> he has been warned his remarks could breach advertising guidelines. Oh my. What is he pro- doing? Pro- probably breaches a significant amount of guidelines. So Michael Owen on the 9th of May tweeted, my Twitter space is about to go live. That's interesting enough. Is what? His Twitter space. It's kind of like uh, 
you kind of join. Well, I think you've and, talked about this before. Yeah, this is the one. Remember, Declan Rice went on and sung. Oh right. This is that type of thing. So, it's my Twitter specifically about to go live to discuss my NFT project, despite the critics. Okay, that's interesting <laughs> because no one. Sounds like Donald Trump. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> at that point, no one realized they had an NFT collection coming. <laughs> so no one was criticizing. So yes, yeah, so there was no critics at that point. He's just he just knew there was going to be. So despite the critics, my NFTs will be the first ever that can't lose their value. Oh my days! What is it? I? <laughs> a user messaged Green claiming that advertising the scheme by people saying can't lose money was bordering on criminal, to which Green said, we cannot guarantee or say that you cannot lose. There is always a chance. So the guy coming up with this has said, you can lose money, but Michael Owens decided, hang on, I'm involved. But what, what was the basis of which it, it can't lose money, according to Michael? I, I don't know. Because it's his. I don't think anyone was allowed in this Twitter space because, like, if they were, they've stolen the audio. Well, indeed. And the entire point of Twitter spaces is that you allow other people to come in and to allow them to speak and ask questions. I would love someone they've got on there and just gone, Michael, what is an NFT? <laughs> you know, like, what's the blockchain? How do I buy this? Who created this? What's the bl- Can you imagine Michael Owen answering the question, "What? where's the blockchain? I also think it's interesting that this all came out in the week where, like, every cryptocurrency in the world went through the floor. Uh, yeah, I, I sort of heard bits and pieces about that, yeah. Like, people are losing serious money out here, and Michael Owen, of all people... A guy who, I don't know if you've seen this picture before, Chris. Have you ever seen Michael Owen's double denim range? <laughs> what, what do you mean his double denim range? Like Michael Owen branded? Search Michael Owen denim right now. I, I, I've, I've never seen this. He's wearing a denim jacket with the number 10 on it as though he was the only number 10 <laughs> to ever exist in the game. And then like, it's... Like, it's the, like, the thing with Michael Owen is like, Michael Owen had... Michael Owen was an unbelievable footballer, but his post-career has been so strange. I don't even think the post-career. I think I think he sort of ruined his image from sort of United onwards. I, I quite like the United thing. Um, no, not for me. He's at Liverpool. He can't be doing that move. I can know, but, uh, well, I, I, it was Stoke, I think he finished up. And then went to Stoke and claimed he never liked Pulis, and Pulis was the reason he had to retire and everything. Oh, oh, did I? He just threw yeah. him under the bus. And then obviously ever since he's had his Twitter spats of like uh, Shearer and stuff. Right. Oh, yes. They don't like each other. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But the whole thing, yeah. Look up Michael Owen Denim. That'll make uh, you feel better. Oh, 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 oh no. I, I'm, I'm saying it's an, it. It's an interesting look, isn't it, Chris? Um, it, it's, yeah. I mean, I, there's one article that says, uh, photo, Michael Owen goes full accidental partridge. <laughs> That is just Michael Owen's life. No, he is just Partridge. Yeah. But yeah, I think that'll wrap us up for the week. Uh, if anyone wants to invest in Michael Owen's NFTs, let us know because we'd be interested in how you actually buy them. Uh, yes. Uh, and if we'll probably direct you to something like The Economist or The Financial Times to actually, rather than Michael Owen um, to discuss NFTs. Yeah, you know, there's, there's assets out there to invest in. Avoid what Michael Owen tells you to do. I think that's just sound advice in general. Well, indeed. But yeah, that'll wrap us up nicely for the week. Chris, any final thoughts before we go? Uh, so we're, uh, we've had a few messages in about um, categories for 
end of season awards. So that's all kind of been working on at the minute. The end of season three. Yeah, we're gonna the way we're gonna work this is next week is game week thirty eight. So next week's pod will just be a wrap up and kind of a summary of a bunch of teams this season. Uh, every game, oh, that's a nightmare actually. Every one plays at four o'clock next Sunday. Oh, I did. I think last year we did a quick like. Did we go through like every team or something? I think we went like through from went twenty to one. Yeah, I think we went through that in that order. So yeah, that'll be next week, and then the week after will be end of season. So all yeah. our classic awards, player of the year, manager of the year, and a few frauds of the year. <laughs> yeah, has to be done. It's the under the floodlights difference. Absolutely. Yes, we'll catch everyone next week. Hope everyone enjoys their last weekend of proper football for quite some time. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah. <laughs> See you all next week.